Did you know that the police in Boston were broadcasting, this is a drill, this is a drill, on bullhorns during the marathon? That the Boston Globe was tweeting that a demonstration bomb would be set off during the marathon for the benefit of bomb squad activities? And that one would be set off in one minute in front of the library, which happened as the Globe had announced? That peering through the smoke, you could see bodies with missing arms and legs, but there was no blood. That the blood only showed up later and came out of a tube. That they used amputee actors in a studio-quality smoke machine. That the prosecution of the brothers blaming them for the crime was staged. Don't let yourself be played. Check out. And nobody died in Boston either. Hi, this is Gary King. If you'd like to find out why the Boston Marathon is one of the most embarrassing, laughable hoaxes ever perpetrated on the American people, then go to PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com. This is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host on The Real Deal, where it's my great pleasure once again to feature one of the world's great false flag busters, Oleg Damagard, who has an extensive report for us about the latest event in Stockholm, Sweden. Only this stuff has simply got out of hand. It has, it has, but it feels like uh, we're catching in on them. Uh, I'm, I put together a slideshow because if you remember, I predicted the London uh, uh, attack, the Westminster Bridge attack, yes. so one month before it happened. Uh, and then... I predicted that there would be the next one in uh, Copenhagen on the 9th of April. And we had a whole team around me in Denmark and so on on the, on the standby. They were there taking photos, uh, reporting of changes of bus uh, routes and, and everything because I believed that I targeted, uh, in, encircled the, the target that would be very close to Tivoli in central Copenhagen. But just before that happened, on the 7th, of April, instead, boom, uh, they attacked Stockholm. And um, so uh, it's possible that I made a mistake. It's also possible that since there was a lot of exposure, there was a lot in Denmark. Uh, I don't know how many thousands of people were helping me on Facebook, you know, to think it's amazing. It was like a commander headquarter bunker almost, you know. So it was fantastic to see uh, the involvement by people on location. So it's possible that they redirected this whole thing. I think that's entirely probable, Ole, because you've given it so much exposure. So many Danes were looking forward to this that it would have blown their cover if they did as predicted. So it sounds as though they made a, a modest change in location and style, and yet it appears to have been a very elaborate event. Indeed, indeed. So, Jim, what I would like to do is uh, share a PowerPoint presentation with you where it begins with a video from a very scary company, I believe. It's called Crisis Solutions. It's an English one, or it's based in England. But I believe that what we're looking at are the ones carrying this whole thing out, that uh, this uh, global tour of terror that I've been talking about that has uh, sort of uh, created a, a small unit that is traveling worldwide carrying out these things, I believe that they might be uh, directly connected with this company called Crisis Solutions. And they uh, have a very colorful, they brag almost with a video about what they're able to do and so I, instead of trying to persuade uh, any listeners or viewer, 
I would just like to start with their video to show this is what we're up against. Of course, even when they're fabricated events, even when they're fake, the public not being aware can be taken in and affected powerfully emotionally as a psyop. So it's rather evident at this point in time that that's what they've been practicing. Yes, do. Tell us about uh, crisis solutions. Crisis solution. I'm going to do a screen share. And the, the, the danger or the scary thing with this is that here they present a possibility of carrying out multiple uh, attacks at the same time, coordinated by the same group, uh, with tactical teams, with CEOs, with the uh, government people. All they need is that uh, whoever is involved has access to the internet, and they can redirect and re uh, change uh, while the whole thing is ongoing. They they also have live news feeds, they have live Twitter feeds, uh, live the Facebook feeds involved in the whole scenario that they call, they call it like a security game almost. Uh, there are so many participants playing, but I don't think it's, a, it's not playing at all. We're talking about this is the real thing. Well, I think and you they, may have put your finger on a key participant in all these events. Yes, let's take a look at your video, Oli. Okay, so I do a share screen here. Yep. Just bear with me for a little. And hang on. Can you see this? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so here we go. Turn up the volume if you can. Sorry. Turn up the uh, volume if you can, yeah. Yeah, let me just see how I can do that. Uh, yeah, very good, yeah. Will you try again? Perfect.
Wow. So, Go for it, Oli. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Go full screen, right. Okay, so I go back. Um, so if you noticed, uh, let me just go into sl slideshow. Okay, sorry. That's fine. Everything's good. <laughs> My God, I haven't slept for a while. I mean, they really keep you busy, don't they? They okay, do, so they do, they do. They're promising everything. I mean, they're putting on fake, contrived, orchestrated events anywhere around the world. You can coordinate, you can change the script on the fly. They're very adaptive, they're very reliable. They have professional actors involved. Very, very interesting, Oli. I think you have put your finger on a key player in these international false flag events. I do too. And their, their head office is in Wiltshire, and Wiltshire is an area where they used to train more or less like, the, you know, you see like in the James Bond movies. And there was a series of meetings in Wiltshire before the assassination of Olaf Palme in 1985, where they were coordinating uh, how to take him out. And I believe that we might be looking at the same sort of power structure that, uh, that is a pure speculation, but I'm just uh, putting it out there. Only for some reason, your images disappeared. Your personal image. Okay, but uh, who cares? Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so... Anyway, so uh, also what I find very worrying uh, is that if you notice, they said like they could have like three different simultaneous things ongoing uh, where they were even in different, they, they mentioned London, uh, Edinburgh, Manchester and New York, so that they can create and, and organize attacks at the same time, you know, simultaneously and coordinate. So this is what I believe that we, that would be the next step because they're trapping it up. Uh, and uh, uh, so we need to be aware of if things happen at the same time, which has never happened before, this might be the reason why. And then if you look at this one, uh, crisis solutions, the clue is in the name. Do you know this thing where they hide it right in plain sight? Yes. What clue do you think we're talking about? <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating. Even that, ISIS only. That, that is the only clue that I can come up with in, in that, their name. You know, so, well, since ISIS is their boogeyman and their creation, so are the people behind these uh, stories. Also, nowadays, there's so many new companies coming up, coming up like, with this, like this trauma effects and stuff where they have these uh, realistic casual, casualty simulations and sim bodies or kappa cadavers and where these bodies are so uh, life-like, you know? It's like I've had people at fake funerals stage funerals after some of these attacks where they've had to there's been an open casket and they've had to bend and look very closely at the body to to discover that it was actually not a real corpse you know so it's nowadays it's it's getting very tricky because they're getting very good at it so this is also something we need to keep in in mind and here uh, i found actually sweden has its own crisis actors uh, coordination board called driver that's charming. 
And I ought to have a new uh, category at the Academy Awards for the best crisis acting. Yeah. You could have individual performance by actors or actresses, you know, best special effects, best filming, best direction, all the categories that apply to ordinary films. Yeah, and there's so many of them. You have crisisactors.org. Now there's another one called Action Amps that are delivering amputees. You know, yeah, look like, at this. We provide the full package. Amputees, amputee simulation, consultancy, service, special effect, makeup, and artist. This is embarrassing, Oli. Embarrassing. Including pyrotechnics and qualified technician, scenario clothing. This is exactly what I've been pointing at for the last few years that this, it comes in a package deal and then they just travel around and deliver on site. So, Stockholm, Stockholm, Stockholm. So in Stockholm, once again, suddenly we had a truck. I mean, the truck has been the, the last trends in Nice. There were the Berlin, Berlin truck. Uh, there was this truck. There were there other trucks. The other Jerusalem uh, alleged attack down there was a truck as well. So there is a big question, why are they doing it with trucks? And I would suggest that this is something we're going to see uh, where they're going to come with some kind of suggestion that uh, maybe driverless trucks or uh, fully automated transport systems that are with no danger to the public, something like that. Uh, because here's the fourth truck and all of them fake events. So... This is the official image that was spread out. Uh, I still haven't been able to find out who took this specific photo. But if you look at it, uh, one, many times in these false flags, what I claim to be false flags, there's also this PSYOP involved in it. And many of these photos are staged at drills before, and they play with your subconscious as well. So here you have the truck in the background, fire there which uh, you you hardly saw in in real life and then in the middle here you have a muslim what looks like a muslim man running away with a backpack almost simultaneous to what they claim happened in boston the marathon bombing and many others that most muslim terrorists muslim terror and here's his friend over here standing so let's have a look and see if i'm just making all of these things up or not so the official story said that there was this uh, beer truck. If you remember also at the recent London uh, bridge attack, one of the buses was a uh, Budweiser, uh, Weiser, big commercial. And also uh, one of the uh, victims, claimed victims, uh, there were photos of him holding up a beer bottle of a Belgium <laughs> beer mark. And here we have a Swedish beer brand. <laughs> where the owner of this company, Spendrups, is a Freemason, he's a Freemason on a high level. Do you think uh, Budweiser was paying for product placement in the false flag attack? You know what I think. I, I think this is not, there are no coincidences when it comes to these things. Because why were these buses left on the bridge? They should have been directed away, right away, you know, away, since they weren't involved with anything that happened on the bridge, the police normally would just get them out of the way to not block, his, block, it, uh, block the traffic in central London. And so these buses that were left there were left there on a purpose, with a purpose. So, okay, so the official story said that uh, there was this uh, 
guy with a beer truck and he was just delivering uh, beers to a local restaurant very close to the Queen Street or Drottninggatan, which is the only pedestrian street in central Stockholm. Very, there's, it's very popular. And uh, so it's said that uh, this guy, an Uzbeki uh, refugee, uh, he had a bad day and thought, well, I'm going to kill a lot of people just like they did in Nice and, and uh, allegedly in, in Berlin. So it's, it's said that he jumped into the truck and uh, the truck driver tried to stop him, but he got away. And then he headed down Drottninggatan and just slaughtered people along the way. The official story claimed four dead pe- uh, deaths to start with and 15 uh, wounded. But then uh, one woman is said to have died more. So in total, five deaths and 15 wounded. Uh, and then he just disappeared from location. Nobody saw him run away. And uh, it is that said that he disappeared, but that they arrested him uh, later the same day. I'm going to come back to that. Please notice that uh, very often when these attacks are carried out, there is an obelisk extremely close by, a Freemasonic uh, symbol. It is more or less always within 100 meters. And here we have a massive, big, uh, the biggest obelisk in Stockholm called uh, at the Sergels. Uh, plaza uh, and it's just a stone throw away from this whole thing anyway so let's go into it and let's see uh, am i just full of it or does it make sense to start looking at this as a possible false flag so this is where the truck is said to have ended up and drove straight into uh, like an they keep calling it up market store Orleans upmarket store that is uh, being said in international media everywhere so when we're talking about product placement upmarket store upmarket store they're using the exact same term i don't know but it is good uh, pr for this uh, shop anyway notice so how conveniently the truck fits into that area if it were a bit higher it would have smashed external to the building Exactly. But anyway, that is the story. The truck just went slammed into this whole thing. Uh, And uh, when you look at it, it's said that it slammed into the entrance, but it's not. It's it's just a a window, a shopping window, where it's said to have just entered straight into it. And if it were going at any speed at all, Ole, it would have gone all the way into the building, not stopped more or less external to it as shown. Jim, what can I say? <laughs> You're ahead of the game. Anyway, so the truck was standing there and uh, there was no fire, no explosions, no nothing. And then afterwards, after a while, when the fire brigade came, uh, uh, they put a ladder up against and a fireman went up the ladder and it's, it looked like he was shaking something and dropped something inside the truck. And suddenly we had a massive uh, smoke uh, uh, coming out. Talk and about also, it in plain sight, Ole. He was igniting the fire right there in front of God and everybody. The thing is, what can what can turn on fire inside a fire uh, a beer truck? I mean, it's got like canisters of beer. That's about it. What can what possibly can turn dropped, on fire? He dropped Here the we, equivalent of a Molotov cocktail into the cab. I would say a smoke grenade of some kind. And so um, 
well, there's this uh, quite violent smoke. You can see a little flames coming out right in the beginning after he dropped that thing in there. And then they do all this foam thing with a, with a beer, with a truck and so on. This foam disappears afterwards. I don't know how that is possible, but maybe it does that normally. I, I don't know. But uh, then afterwards, when they transport the truck away, they cut a big hole in the side. And when you look into it, what could possibly on, be on fire in there? Can you see anything that would, that would, and why there's paper in there? Why isn't that burned? And all of these beer can, uh, big, what do you call a beer? Uh, barrels. I don't know what you, Barrel. Barrels. Why are they not thrown up fr in the front yeah. uh, after the impact? All sure. of them should have been, uh, do you know. That's just right. The laws of physics would require them to have moved forward when the truck came to an abrupt halt and essentially move the platform on which they're sitting backward in relation to the beer barrels. That is what I think. But uh, then again, I'm just Farmer Brown using my logic, you know. So, so here we have it. And it happened on a Friday, Friday afternoon. So what do you think of Friday afternoon? What are you longing after, after a long week? A frosty so beer with a nice head on it. There you go. <laughs> and it says cold beer. And climate smart, of course, whatever that means, I don't know. But that is, so on all of these images spread internationally everywhere, I mean, have you seen a, like a poster like this before? So oh, really? I, I, would, I would put a, a question mark there again. It's a bit much, Ollie. So it is said that uh, uh, this uh, truck drove very fast down this pedestrian street and just hit people right, left, and center. But unfortunately, as so often before, no CCTV cameras was working. It is a bummer because uh, that just keeps repeating itself. Also, the whole mobile uh, network uh, for the cell phones and so on was knocked out, including some people say the internet didn't work right when this was going on. But the police had massive problems with their communication. They couldn't call each other. They couldn't use their cell phones and so on. So, and now they're trying to close down uh, the app WhatsApp uh, because they say that this terrorist was using that. So now they want to say blame uh, this app for, for doing that. So they want to sort of be able to, uh, well, block it or listen in or whatever. Anyway, but there was one shop where uh, the cameras was working. And I've been able to track that exa exact shop. And so I'll just play to you. The, the only footage of this vehicle uh, moving, the only footage at all. So you can see here, it's almost identical to in Melbourne, and there came the truck. You want to see it again? Sure. Uh, people are running, and then here comes the truck. Whoa. Okay, so when you go frame by frame by frame, you will see that uh, for one thing, uh, the damages to outside this uh, wall were on the wall and over here, all of these signs were knocked down, but they, the truck couldn't get that close without also messing up with these, uh, uh, what is it called, hanging down in front of the, outside the windows and sure. also the clothes outside. The, can the that canopies or the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... 
uh, also when you see the footage uh, on, on, on this uh, CCTV footage you can see that it's moving and also zooming in so what type of I'll play to you again what type of uh, of uh, uh, what type of of CCTV footage would do a thing like that please look that it is moving and zooming in Oh, come on. I'm so not good at it. it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's moving, meaning that somebody has been standing. It's been rigged. It's been rigged. They zoomed in. That requires manual manipulation. It's not going to happen by C CTV sure, camera on its own. No. And this shop is very, very interesting because it's this shop here. And that shop is just like 100 meters from where... Uh, the only there's only been uh, I believe three so-called terror attacks in Sweden. One of them a suicide bomber. He is lying here, uh, and this shop here is very suspicious. I tell you, I'm looking into the background and so on. It has a very strange ownership uh, thing. It was registered on 9/11. It was owned by by some very suspicious people. It was registered in different uh, names of royalties and so on. Uh, and um, then this exactly is the, the only shop where this footage is taken from. So I, I would suggest one of the things here, when you see how the snow is totally square, when you see that normal people with shopping bags, at least it looks like normal people, are allowed to walk around inside the crime scene, the, the bomber is still lying here, the police are standing out here and not caring about these people at all. And the, the snow is totally square around this whole thing. The whole thing about this suicide bomber, absolute baloney, crap, joke. I'm going to, in the I future, if they... I also don't see any blood in relation to the suicide bomber who presumably is dead. There's very, very little. But do you know what is bizarre? They claim that this suicide bomber was got was living in the same little uh, town where i used to live and went to the same high school that i used to do the same class but three years after me i mean what are the chances i'm as far as you I know, the that's, only one in sweden really digging into these things that's and bizarre when, that is bizarre is that supposed to telegraph a signal to you I have no idea. I'm just pointing it out because I thought, you must be kidding me. He, it's also said that he used to live like uh, maybe 100 yards from me, the, the next building from where my apartment used to be in this, uh, this town. I mean, for me, it's just strange. That's bizarre. Yeah. Anyway. Once again, too improbable to be by chance. I don't know. I'm just pointing it out. So... This is the damage to the truck uh, when they transported it away. I mean, seriously damaged. Isn't it and supposed here, to have mowed down a whole lot of people? Mowed down, yeah. Does like, this remind us of, of Nice where there was no blood on the vehicle? 20 people was hit by it. Uh, and, uh, but also, it, once about, if you look uh, from a PSYOP point of view, Look at this police officer. Does he look Swedish or does he look like a Muslim terrorist? <laughs> so they, I would suggest that this is possibly a way that they are playing with our subconscious, you know? So uh, 
just like you said, the niece attack, look at both of them, the bonnet is missing. That, and that really adds to the, the visual um, yeah, makes impression it that there's a massive destruction to the vehicle. There's not. The, the niece truck, there's, no, there's not a dent in the car at all, except for the bonnet not being there. And here, a lot of the, the damage comes from the bonnet not being there. So, anyway, so we look at, is it possible? Because, I mean, really, they did it on a Friday afternoon, central Stockholm, uh, lots of people, Friday, you know, like, how is it possible on one of the most popular streets in Stockholm? You have to give it to them. So I've been really trying to figure out what actually happened. And when you look at the whole center around this area all of it is there's an, a massive big road work going on in these different areas so all many of the streets are already blocked off by this road work and with fences and with stuff like this and if you see the barriers here in the background very well maybe you've got some more product more, placement more commercials in essence but for instance, here when people, they say people are running out of fear. If you look in the background here, it's, there's a barricade. Barricade, 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 barricade everywhere around the center. So in other words, they're, they're isolating the area for the sake of the performance they're about to put on. What can I say? And then here, uh, as usual, I always look out for buses and, and transport, you know, public transport, because they are normally the type of vehicles they use to block off the streets or create uh, uh, queues and so on, so that people in traffic, they have no idea that they're actually being blocked. They think, oh, I'm just, uh, you know, it's rush hour and now I sit, have to sit and wait here. But here we have these buses that... You will see after the, the police has uh, shut off the area and cordoned in, the buses are still there. That I would suggest, since they're not involved in the event itself, that tells us something, that they are there for a reason. And especially this bus here to the left is put there so that you cannot see anything of the truck. The truck is behind here. So that it's blocking as well. And this one is blocking off the, the traffic from another direction. There are also a series of blue buses that are blocking from other angles. So the whole setup was, I would suggest, done by roadblocks, uh, road work, uh, public transport, and so on. Because cool. the thing is, they, they only need a few minutes to carry out the attack itself. Right. So also, there were multiple witnesses that saw four helicopters circling around the location one hour before it happened. That's four helicopters in just above the area uh, before it happened. And the police totally denies it. And the police have contacted the different newspapers that put this thing online and demanded them to take it down. So thank God that I took some screenshots and still have uh, these articles. Yeah. So... Yes, that's very important. Everyone needs to understand the necessity to capture important images before they are removed from the internet. Yep. And also people were standing there uh, that uh, were close to the truck said that there were gunfire, that there were guns fired in the area, creating mayhem. You know, people were running away from the truck 
because of the, the shots fired. And there were shots fired near the truck. There were shots fired at the other end of this uh, long street. And there were shots fired outside the government building. There were shots fired uh, in the south of Stockholm. All of these shots have, have been denied by police. You know, even though it's, it went out on national media saying we have a, a shooting going on there, 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 there. But what it did create was that people were totally confused, diverted, uh, running, and so on. And what the authorities did in this situation was that they shut down all traffic. They shut down all bus lines, all subway traffic, all trains. Everything was shut down. Just like, uh, do you remember New York a few years ago when, when they said that the electric system went down and the whole of New York was shut down? People had to walk home. This is exactly what happened in Stockholm. So people in the thousands were walking home and they said it was because for people's own safety. But if you had a, a group of terrorists in trucks that wanted to, to hurt people, wouldn't that just set the whole scene for multiple massacres? Absolutely. You'd be, you'd be weakening the target, not hardening it. You'd be making many more targets available. It's really absurd to claim that you're going to be enhancing security by having large numbers of people walking on the streets and sidewalks when trucks are the weapon that is being employed. And also another thing that happened was that uh, all, I'm saying all ATM machines in Sweden went down one hour and 20 minutes the day before. This really? is exactly what happened also in New York and 9-11, where they were shut down as well. And the thing is that Sweden is now more or less a cashless society. So uh, I think that is, I don't know why they did that, or it was to add to the, the feeling of vulnerability or whatever the cause was. But I just want to point it out that this happened just one day before. And all of them, that is 100% all ATM machines in the whole of Sweden went down. That's extraordinary, Owen. I know. That's why I pointed out. Of course. And then you have these different uh, videos. As usual, uh, we see videos of stuff. And here, there's somebody filming from a, uh, an office window where people are running down in the street. When you look at this street, it's nowhere near where this happened. But the, the comments from the people filming are in English. When you are in Sweden, and you can hear that there are Swedes, most of them talking with very broad Swedish accent. Why would somebody not speak Swedish to somebody else in the same office, you know? And also they say, oh, they're running. Uh, maybe they're, maybe something happened. Maybe, uh, and then somebody says, uh, something like, yeah, but the truck has stopped or the vehicle has stopped. But they can't see that from where they're, being, they're filming it. So I tell you, that one and I want involved in the operation. And you can also see people are running, but look at this guy with a yellow vest, some kind of official individual, you know, telling people, run, run, run. Then it went out in media and it was almost like a mantra 
Yeah, but there were eyewitnesses. Yeah, but let's have a look at these people. Now, do you think these are real police or part of the stage drill? Because that would imply the real police were in on it. I mean, the real police and the real military and the real secret police had these drills. So for sure, they were involved. But I also believe that a special unit were doing the central part of this whole thing. And... Uh, this is also where we talk about the the Gladio network, uh, Mossad being very uh, prominent, and the CIA, MI6 for sure, uh, are involved in this working together uh, with NATO and Swedish uh, government and this whole thing. It's just part of this global tour of terror. This is uh, the area where there was some shooting uh, and uh, also uh, this images uh, in the wrong way but one the area where this uh, the last the block before the truck is said to have hit was suddenly you could you can there's only one video footage of it but it's very blurry as usual and you can't actually see something because there is a lot of smoke so i would humbly suggest just throw out a smoke bomb run if you got like uh, police you only need a handful for each uh, uh, each uh, block that just runs and hammers the windows saying, get down, get down, you know, there's a bomb, he's going, they're shooting, hammering the window, getting people to run into the shops, then lock them in, throw a, a smoke bomb at the same time, and then you have all of these crisis actors, uh, the capra cadavers put out very quickly and so on. I believe that is what actually happened. So... Uh, there was actually a third, more or less, what we can call a drill as well, because there was a conference that I haven't been able to track the real name, the name of the conference and so on, but it was for international media, and it was held just a stone throw from where this all occurred. And this man, uh, who's a Dutch uh, uh, journalist and also a security expert, working for an, uh, a Dutch um, main media company called NOS. His name is Peter Ter Claire, I think, Peter Ter Velde, sorry. And he says, and there's also comments on his Facebook page, that he was at this conference and everything was uh, going fine. There were, the theme of the conference was how media should react at terror attacks. Okay, and he talks about that there were members there, members there from Germany, Belgium, the UK, uh, Holland, and Sweden, and I bet you France as well. So we're looking at members of media from the exact same countries that have been uh, having these stage events. So these members of media just went from the conference straight out and started reporting about what they were seeing here. I do not think this was just a coincidence at all, because this is how also uh, this was a drill for media people on how to deal with this whole thing. I'm going to come back to the eyewitnesses. Uh, here we are. Okay. So when you look at, uh, for instance, 9-11, all, and I mean all of the people that were interviewed on live TV that day had some kind of connection with the five main networks. They were either the wife of a, 
CEO or they were working in the restaurant or they were a graphic uh, designer or whatever, all oh, of them. Only this was the same on 9-11 in New York City. All the people who called in and all that were related to the networks one way or another, just as you're describing here. But no, I'm describing 9-11. But I, 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 oh, you are? Yeah, 9-11 yeah. in New York. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. But what I've seen so many other operations is that uh, the eyewitnesses are, are all, more or less always connected to either media, yeah. somehow media. There can also be photographers that indirectly are connected to media, I would suggest, and also people in communication that also it's, could go on the media. It's just convenient. You got people who are already part of the game. They know what it is to spread disinformation or used to it. They're reliable, they're handy, they're easy to draw in and, and interview. Uh, all the elements are there for the, the staged events to have endless witnesses who are already prime. Yeah, so the, normally what I've seen is that uh, eyewitnesses that are part of the operation are connected to media, to film, uh, theater, or government. So let's have a look in Stockholm. What are the chances of people being interviewed on media? What are the chances that they would just happen to be part of the, one of these three groups as well? So here's one media, here's another Belgian media, here's a Swedish media, here's another, here's another uh, Swedish media, he's uh, Swedish radio, he is uh, this guy, his name is Fredrik Lie, or if you say his name in English, Fredrik Lie. He is uh, doing radio theater, uh, here is another one, media. Here is another government. Here is another, I think she's Norwegian or Danish, but media. Here is an, another guy who's been very central in other uh, things in international news. Uh, see, uh, I love see, it, Oli. This is one of your minutes. most impressive proofs. 60 minutes, but his brother just got promoted in the government the day before this happened. Here is Belgian media. Here is another Dutch or Belgian media. Here's somebody uh, married to uh, um, a woman that works for Swedish radio. Here is a, a journalist. Here is a Dutch journalist. Here is a Swedish uh, guy uh, connected to media. Here's another one, Swedish radio. Here's, uh, she's an actress. He's an actor. Uh, he is uh, Swedish media, uh, media, uh, Swedish media. So, I tell wow. you, there, wow. are not, there are not that many more that has been interviewed in the different newspapers. On these are the ones that say claim that they saw the truck. So this is sensational research. Only I just love it. Thank you. And the shoes, the shoes. Do you remember the shoes? Uh, <laughs> all of these false flags, they're always shoes lying around, very often Nike. And uh, they're there on top of evidence, on top of blood, just standing right on the flowers, on the victims almost, and so on. So what are they doing there? And quite recently, if you remember, I found out that this is a, a Freemasonic ritual uh, where, because you've got very Freemasonic uh, strong connections in the background of this whole New World Order agenda. And I would say, suggest that these shoes are there to send out a message because 
in Freemasonic rituals to take off one shoe shows that that individual is voluntarily taking part of this uh, ritual, whatever it is. Two shoes off shows that they show uh, what you, homage to this sacred uh, ritual, slaughter, whatever it is. So I've heard from insiders that these shoes, also they're through number, numerology and other things, they try to amplify the emotion uh, to get a better result for them so that the more people that are sitting around the world, Freemasons, laughing at us and uh, enjoying themselves, that adds to the whole uh, frequency of success. I don't know. I think it's just totally bizarre. But these um, uh, Nike shoes are all over the place. And in London recently, this man... Uh, he was uh, trying to save the, the alleged uh, police officer that they say was stabbed to death. And so it's said that he lost his shoes while trying to save the life of this guy. Then the next morning, he was in morning TV uh, in England, and he appears in the TV studio without the shoes. <laughs> they must have I, been the only pair he had, Ollie. That's the thing. I mean, I would say if you lost the shoes... Put on another pair. This I mean, is absurd, Ole. This is just absurd. I know. And here is the dead police officer that they're trying to save. But look at the feet. Showing his bare feet? What are they doing? You have an identical image almost from Bataclan, the massacre, look. where I would suggest if you look at the setup of this photo, it's almost like a religious... Uh, you know, this could be uh, Jesus and his followers. You know, they look up almost like that. But they're looking up at the feet. Something's odd about those feet. Uh, the, 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 this guy could be arthritic. Look at the expanded, you know, around the ankle there. That's not normal. I, I don't think we're looking at a real body either. But yeah. uh, because also this body was covered all, over and then everybody left the area. I have a photo where the whole area is left, but the body is still there. Uh, you know, they went for a cup of tea, just being bored while the whole live footage was taking place. I think, I don't know, but it's uh, it's just bizarre. And so, did we have any shoes in Stockholm? Yes, indeed. There's shoes all over the place. And once again, how if somebody shoots you or hits you with a truck or whatever, how can the the shoes fall off? You know, and right, so they were lifted right out of the shoes as though they were only loosely on your feet rather than actually tied with laces. I've spoken to ambulance drivers, they said they've never seen this happen in real life. Never, ever. If they find shoes, it would be like, for instance, uh, when a train has just massacred somebody, yeah, but then there would be a foot inside the shoe, right? And a foot inside the shoe, the yeah. Sorry for the gross details, but that's it. But here, we just see them everywhere. And please keep that in mind the next time they claim that something awful has happened and you see a pair of Nike standing right in mm -hmm. the middle of the image. And the guy grabbing for his weapon there reminds me of Dallas where they staged a bunch of police officers behind a barrier where they had orange blank adapters on their weapons. Yep, yep, yep. And... Jim, do you know what I found out? That on the very same day as the Bataclan massacre on November the 13th, 2015, which was Halloween, Halloween as well, Nike released a new model 
with blood stains on it. Nike released a new model. Those blood stains are part of the shoe. That's that is printed on the shoe. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why would anyone want to buy a shoe that had blood stains on it? For God's sake. Well, this was a new model, and uh, I tell you. Okay, so here are the uh, the claimed victims, and there are very big question marks around all of them. So. Um, let's see here. For instance, this girl, it is said that she was uh, torn into two pieces, this poor uh, little girl. She was uh, uh, 12 years old. And uh, I mean, if I'm wrong, I totally, I, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to her family and so on. But you need to put a big question mark around these things. Okay, so we look at the, the image to the right is the first image that was put out of it. And it looks very strange. It looks like some, done, some very bad Photoshop uh, work on it. It doesn't look very good. And then you have the other one, which I've got a high, high quality. I mean, like studio quality of this girl, this dead girl blowing kisses from the other side, you know, from the grave. But... There's something with this image that, uh, that I think is strange. Check out the earrings. Yeah. And if you, look, if you know about the monarch... Ah, uh, 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 sex... Operation. Sex slave program training young women to be sex slaves. Yeah, and also mind control and, and so on. So what are we seeing? Either this girl really loved these earrings because the quality of these photos, I would say... It, it looks like they, with the same earrings, even though she's only got one earring on, on the image to the right, as far as I can see, but it almost looks like these photos were taken at the same time, but the, the, because you can also see the, the jeans jacket and so on. But the, the right one, they just totally messed with to, I don't know why, but uh, I, I think it, it's very strange with these earrings. And sorry about, I should have warned you, but this is uh, what they claimed happened to her. So I've been in touch with a doctor, an English doctor with more than 30 years experience uh, saying, please have a look at this image and tell me what you see. And she said, this is what can happen in a horrific accident uh, in traffic or with a truck and so on. It is possible. But she said, this is not a human body because there would have been a total bleed out all the main arteries have been torn, so you would have a total bleed out. Here we see not a single blood, a drop of blood at all. So I totally doubt this. And she said, that is not a human. Nice, so, nice, nice to have an expert opinion like that. I'm, I'm starting my own uh, podcast. Uh, well, you're one of the guests here. It's going live within a day or two. And one of the things I do is I invite experts uh, uh, former forensic detectives, uh, people, police officers, ambulance drivers, doctors, uh, you name it, SWAT team members and so on, uh, with many years' experience. And then I have them look at these different things, often without them knowing what it is they're looking at, and asking, what is your professional opinion about this? What is your professional opinion about that? And so on, which instead of it being myself speculating that just backs it up 
you know, and hopefully game over. So here we have uh, a Belgium victim where there's big question marks around her. And also, if you look back at the PSYOP with the Swedish flag, the blue, uh, blue flag with a yellow cross, look at the background here. Look at her clothes, you know. So Just happened to be blue and yellow. And also, if you look at, if this is some kind of window, why doesn't that continue? Right. All the way out? right. I don't know, but I just want to point it out because I don't believe that once you start seeing how many strange things there are around this, there's yes. another uh, old woman that is said to have been killed. Then there's one guy from uh, Spotify. We, we might be looking at product placement here again because the name Spotify has just been circulating globally. And, but you can't find the guy uh, in there, the list of people working for him. And then this guy appeared uh, with the name James Hunt, which is the name also of an old uh, Formula One driver. So it's a good name that to catch on to, you know, your memory and so on. But this guy is sitting talking about how wonderful he was and uh, what an incredible friend. But then the camera, there are two cameras filming it. And when they switch camera, you see that he's sitting reading from an A4 piece of paper. You know, he can hardly remember the, names, uh, the name of the, the friend. <laughs> then then you have this woman who uh, she is the fifth uh, victim that uh, is said to have died some some days after this whole thing happened very tragic and so on and then in sweden like i said we've had like three different uh, terror events alleged terror events one of them was a stabbing in a school in trollhetan in western sweden i mean this is about 600 kilometers from stockholm where it said that a young guy, uh, a white guy, a pupil, uh, just decided to, to kill some of, of the, the other uh, youngsters at school and stabbing one of the teachers as well. There was a drill one week before on national TV as well, reported with the exact same theme, and then boom, it went live. So then again, what are the chances? This woman who was killed in Stockholm, Turns out she was a teacher at that school when this exact thing happened. I mean, what are the chances? And also when you look at many of these events where people like Mason Wells was one uh, American guy who was, he was there at three different terror events. There was a Norwegian guy that was uh, present at two of them. What are the chances? And then also you have like victims that are dying more than once, like Noah Posner from Sandy Hook, then he dies in, Af in Pakistan and so on. Strange world to get into. And then you have the whole PSYOP where the royal families, I'm not saying that they're in on it, but uh, uh, they're there, you know, showing their... Their, their uh, emotions. Their emotions. And then you've got the Swedish prime minister, Stan Levin, who is also a build member of the Bilderberg Group. <laughs> so he's there crying for the victims and i tell you i normally say this in in interviews the people that after these events are standing up in front of the press saying we need to stand united in the face of terror we will not bend down these are the real killers these are the ones that are doing it to us so the, i would say we're looking at one of the major players here 
in the shape of the prime minister. So, and here he is shaking hands with a police officer, you know, thanking him for the whole thing. So the question is, what did this police officer do? Because I can't find him on any footage, any photos around the victims or anything like that. So why is he thanking this guy? And uh, pure speculation again, I'm speculating, but this guy is... Uh, part of an air crew at the Brussels airport attack in 2016 on the 22nd of March. Great catch, Ollie. I tell you, I don't know, but... Uh, they got a traveling cast, right? That is what you I... Got, you got... And then... You got a company that's ready for any event and they'll reuse, recycle actors and actresses. Here, here's another speculation. Look at the woman to the left. This is from the airport blowing up, you know, the Brussels airport attack that I've totally debunked, uh, showing it did not happen at all the way we're being told. I've even been sitting on that same bench uh, because I've been to all of these different places uh, with an undercover camera and so on. The, the woman there to the left, here I'm speculating, but this woman is another uh, witness and who filmed some of the footage that is being spread around. When you look at these two, I'm not totally sure. This is a few years later, different right. hairdo and so on. If, if you mean the one on the left, no, I think she even bears a more resemblance to the one in the middle who seems to be missing parts of her clothing. No, this one, I know her. She's an Indian lady, so yeah. I know her. But, but I tell you, I've been uh, uh, using different uh, facial recognition programs, and they, they claim that there's quite a high percentage that this is the same person. Well, that's but, very, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm, I'm trying to get... Uh, Changing the hairdo, the eyebrows, the makeup. You the know, no, The nose looks a whole lot alike. I'm trying to find images of this woman to the right. Uh, yeah from the same angle, more from the same angle, and then so I can compare. So we have the whole style as well. So here, there are all of these images of Swedish military with children next to them and flowers. I mean, look at all kind of dictators, Hitler, Stalin, Churchill, all of these type of people have always appeared with children flowers when these emotional things are on there there are lots of of photos also where people put down the swedish flag and then they have what they call love, love bombarded the swedish police they have covered swedish police cars with flowers and flags and i ask you what did the swedish police do that was so amazing i mean they did not stop the truck they they it took them a long time to find the, the, the driver, the attacker. Uh, 20 people were wounded or, or killed by the truck. What did they do that was so amazing? That is part of the PSYOP. This whole thing is a massive PSYOP, I bet you. Because also, if, if somebody had started putting flowers on a normal police car, the police would have said, please take them away. They would yeah. not let somebody put thousands of flowers on so yeah. i tell you the first thousand flowers on that car put by insiders and then normal people have said oh how cute it is and they yeah. started it yeah and look 
look here with this soldier and the, the child right in front of all the photographers. And there are many photos where police helps old ladies uh, over the, across the street or soldiers, uh, you know. It's there to, because what they're trying to do is persuade us into the next step. And a, gen, a massive thing in this whole thing is that they wanted Sweden and other countries to emotionally back up the the attacks on Syria with the claimed gas uh, attacks, you know, there. Because yeah. here in Sweden, I don't have photos here, I forgot to put them there, but in Sweden, when uh, the police arrived there, the first thing they did was put on gas masks, even though the truck wasn't even on fire. They were two, three hundred meters or yards from the truck and the people put on gas masks and they were there for a long time being taken photos of from international media. Very strange. Again, part yes. of the PSYOP. Part of the PSYOP. Yes. So here, uh, one of the ambulance drivers was somebody that when I saw his name, I always fell off my chair because this guy was deeply involved in the assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister, Olof Palme, in 1986. He was, I wouldn't say directly involved, but he was one of the uh, ambulance drivers that is said to have driven uh, the body of Olof Palme from the murder site to the hospital. But there, it's a massive, massive uh, conspiracy, this one, that we're going to do a six-hour interview or something like that uh, one of these days. But... He is said to have been in the ambulance with the body to getting to the ambulance. But once maybe to make arrived, sure, maybe to make absolutely sure he was dead. He's. It's not the only one where he's been central. In many, uh, I think three or four of the Wait. big ones in Sweden, he's been one of the ambulance drivers. We may be looking at an assassin only. He was also very close to a, a bunch of right, extreme right-wing police officers that was very central in the assassination. And when you hear the radio communication between the ambulance and uh, the communication center, where he says, uh, um, do you know, we are on our way. Do you know who's uh, shot? And they say, no, well, it's the prime minister. And so there's no sirens in the background. There are no sirens. And also the, the ambulance is delayed for about six hours because they claim that the ambulance driver was so shocked that he couldn't find the hospital. Yeah, so, I'm and, sure. I'm sure. So and, shocked he couldn't find the hospital. How absurd is that? And then he, uh, the body arrives and there's an, a new wound cut up in his chest, 11 centimeters long and sewn together, a new, and nobody reacts. That so bizarre, you, completely they, bizarre. They were there cutting out the bullet to get rid of uh, one of the bullets, you know. Anyway, so uh, this individual is giving out some extremely inf important information, in my opinion, because he was interviewed on on uh, national TV, and uh, he's being you know presented the the king show, shook hand with him, thanking him and his colleagues and so on. And then he says that since there were so many casualties, there weren't enough uh, ambulances. So what they did was that, that they, uh, what do you call it, the, not recruited, but they, they took, um, occupied a building right by this main street. Okay, that building is a spa called Centralbordet 
exactly perfect for what we always look for when it's false flags, you know, possibility to do things where people cannot see from the outside, catering, toilets, bathrooms, uh, makeup facility, all of these things. Mm. Because he says, uh, here to the left, he's being interviewed, and he says that because there were so many injured and killed, they, there were not ambulances enough. But we're talking about 15 casualties and the hospitals were already prepared. So what is the big deal? 15 ambulances and an ambulance can sometimes carry yeah, more Yeah, it's than a cover story for the central, you know, organizing for the event facility. You know, as you say, makeup and so forth. Terrific. But, but what he says is that uh, in total, 150 people were uh, affected by this event. I tell you, what he's telling us is how many people were involved. Yes. Coordinators, so that, orchestrators, makeup artists, film, exact, fakes, fake police, the whole bit. So he's actually helping us a lot by telling you. And here is the entrance to the central uh, border, to the spa. And right outside here, the, this exact building at the assassination of Ola Palme, there was a very mysterious police car standing right outside there with radio communication going on. They were, it was observed by a female witness that was living up here. And she saw this and identified parts of this car as a car that was later, I would say, totally involved in doing the assassination. So very interesting that we're looking at the exact same spot. I mean, 20 meters, 20 yards. So I believe that they were using, possibly using this uh, spa as well at the assassination. This is from inside the central spa, you know, so it's big, old, that's got everything you need for one of these operations. And uh, do you remember I was, uh, I was warning about that the, this London attack, there were clues pointing towards Denmark, but also towards um, the Statue of Liberty and also uh, towards um, Holland. It was very confusing for me because this was before I found this video with Crisis Solutions where they're talking about multiple simultaneous attacks. And so right after that, you had the Gotham Shield exercise where actually it was New York City that was the target for that whole drill. But also here inside Olean's, uh, this upmarket mall, when they pulled out the truck, right, the only thing that you can see when they go in and say, oh, look at all the damage, and they're swooping with the camera panning to side very quickly. But if you go frame by frame, the only thing that you can see in there clearly is the Statue of Liberty, but a poster of it. I'm, I'm going to come back to why they do this and how they do it and so on. There's a very weird thing going on as well because the, the, the track of the truck that is going all the way down the street was there for hours and hours afterwards. It looks like water has been spilled afterwards. And you can see it's like this is not from the, tr the tires, but the whole width of the truck is there. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah. And it was there for a long, long time. So my question is, uh, how, how did, where did that come from? And I would suggest possibly 
what we're looking at is something like this. A street uh, sweeper? A street sweeper? Yeah, because they're using fluids as well. And uh, if they exchange the fluid with something, uh, you know, like uh, not oily, but uh, shiny, that will stay there for a long time so that all the footage can be done so that people can be there and see it and be shocked and so on. So the question is, did, was it possibly one of these machines that went from the place where the attack, where the truck ended, if that type of truck started there and then went up the street and then the truck itself just followed afterwards in the same, uh, in the same track but leaving these type of things. Because there's also different tire tracks where they say, oh, the truck did a bend like this and that. But there are double tracks on a, on a truck, you know, and here we're, we're looking at single tracks and so on. So there's something very, very strange to say the least about these. And then uh, the Patsy, I mean, this is almost identical to the photo mm. of Anders Breivik we mm. saw from Utøya. It is uh, the whole story about him. I, I, I mean, I can mm -hmm. hardly bo bother to go into uh, mm -hmm. the official propaganda that is being pumped out by this guy. Go. Oh. Okay, so if you remember uh, the very weird footage that was taken by actually a Bilderberg, a member of the Bilderberg uh, group uh, at the Westminster Bridge, uh, where we found out that the, the filming had actually been done in September the year before, uh, but with, was packed with clues about the upcoming events. And one of the things that was uh, very um, dominant in this uh, very uh, short video was this scooter with the Danish company Just Eat. And uh, that, uh, in, and also the date, the 9th of April, that was on a big sign which was more or less the only two things that was visible on this uh, video, was pointing together with many other things towards Denmark and so on. So I've been looking into very much into this company, Danish company and so on. So uh, if you can please keep this image in mind uh, with a scooter and this um, uh, food delivery just eat box on the back. And then the, the next uh, image here is from a video that was taken in Stockholm where you've got this woman dressed in a dark green, I don't know what it is. I mean, it looks, uh, it looks like she comes from a hospital, but she, she doesn't. And this whole thing, the sequence of this video, very bizarre where the ambulance drives, stops, then reverses, then it's coming back and everybody's working on somebody lying in the street while people in nearby is having a tea or coffee and, uh, the two medical guys here in the, in the two white here, they're just standing there walking around and then they take, the only thing one of the guys do is take the sweater off and give it to the other guy. And these fire soldiers are just walking around doing absolutely nothing. So nothing is really happening and you never see the victim. And this goes on for a few minutes. So I, I would like you to just please remember this woman and I've got a uh, clearer video of her, but just keep her in mind. Then here in, in English media afterwards, this Just Eat appeared again, where jihadi would deliver your next takeaway order, uh, fanatic, blah, 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 blah. So here is this scooter once again. 
uh, I mean, very dominant and very similar to the footage on the bridge. And then I found this video because um, uh, I tried to, somebody sent me a video where there was this lady in green with dark uh, black hair and the Just Eat scooter. So I managed to track down and, and there's this video, if you, can, uh, if you can please have a look. And sure. look ahead. all the way to the end. Let me just see if I can turn up the volume. Yeah, the volume's good. So did you see the woman in dark green with black hair? <laughs> Let me go back. Do you see the scooter there? Yeah. Yeah. Justin. With and there she is with the dark green. This is the colors I've seen better colors in other videos. I've, where it's dark green, black hair, and and she keep she's uh, a, a person that repeats in these ads. With but here's an ad for EE, which is uh, Internet uh, uh, Services, and then suddenly in the middle of the whole advert is another company appearing like this. Is that not strange? Very. Very. Have you ever seen a Coca-Cola advert and suddenly you got a McDonald's in, in the middle of it all? I, lo I love how you pick up on these disparate connections, Oli. It's fascinating. I just think uh, also when you look at uh, uh, the whole setup with the colors of these guys, mm -hmm. if you remember the, uh, the Ebola virus, which was a total uh, hoax uh, to, to boost the whole vaccine uh, thing, more or less all of the in the first part of the Ebola, uh, what should you say, campaign, more or less all photos of uh, victims had uh, dark green or fl fluorescent blue, yellow, and then on a dark skin. The exact same colors that we see here on the truck, on the people, on everything, almost like color-coded. Can you see, let's see uh, the truck, everything. So for me, it's like there's some bizarre messages going out there. And I, I just came back from a tour uh, and I was doing a talk in Denmark and one of the guys was an internet expert and he said this EE, uh, he called it um, EE, uh, well, he was not very happy about it. I mean, he says that this type of uh, Wi-Fi that is delivered is extremely dangerous to us and extremely destructive to the human body and so on. So uh, I'm, I'm, I will leave you with a big question. Please contact me if you understand this ad in a better way than I do because I'm just sitting here being puzzled. But I see that there are some distinct things being put forward here um, 
and once again, right in our face. So, Jim, what do you say? Do you think it was a staged event or do you think it was a real attack? <laughs> Let's go back to your image. Take down the, take down the slide set, Oli, so we can see each other. But I, I really think you've done a, a marvelous job here. Your dissection is so thorough, so comprehensive, and that's a, a signature of your work. Oli, your camera must be off because all we have is your name. Uh, I'm coming here. I'm coming. Ah, <laughs> perfect, my friend. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I loved it. Fascinating. And, the, uh, and I thought you. the part where you brought in the, all the images of all the journalists and people on television who were witnesses or participants, or call, that was sensational. That was the highlight. And also, there's one woman that is another eyewitness that is being interviewed, and she looks extremely like this actor. Uh, no, in this, um, this woman in the, in the dark green with black hair, she's being interviewed as an eyewitness as well. I tell you, I believe that she might be the one. Well, this is fascinating stuff, Ole. Would you like to add any final parting thought? I would like to say thank you for giving me this chance uh, to bring this forward. And also, since uh, I'm a one-man band, uh, I, I do this without being paid by anyone. So if anyone would like to support me, please, donations, my newsletter, my books. Uh, um, and your website, of course, is lightonconspiracies.com. Yeah. Yeah, lightonconspiracies.com. I'm just about to launch a new website and also a new podcast, which will be a bit like um, uh, Red Eyes or Veritas, one hour for free, one hour for members, where I'm going to interview, I aim to interview hundreds of, of the important people, yourself included, uh, as in an effort to, to expose what is actually going on and to lift this world to the next uh, level, well, which I hope will be a beautiful one. Well, it's my great privilege to interview my friend. This is Jim Fetzer, your host on The Real Deal, thanking my special guest, Oli Damagard, for a brilliant presentation of another false flag attack, this time in Stockholm, Sweden, and all of you for watching. Did you know that the police in Boston were broadcasting? This is a drill. This is a drill on bullhorns during the marathon? That the Boston Globe was tweeting that a demonstration bomb would be set off during the marathon for the benefit of bomb squad activities? And that one would be set off in one minute in front of the library, which happened as the Globe had announced? That peering through the smoke, you could see bodies with missing arms and legs, but there was no blood? That the blood only showed up later and came out of a tube? that they used amputee actors in a studio-quality smoke machine, that the prosecution of the brothers blaming them for the crime was staged. Don't let yourself be played. Check out, and nobody died in Boston either. Hi, this is Gary King. If you'd like to find out why the Boston Marathon is one of the most embarrassing, laughable hoaxes ever perpetrated on the American people, then go to PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com. Dot com.